Welcome to the first episode of the 2022 New Year's show for Lost in the Shuffle. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. What about you? We have a special guest today, guys. We have a content creator, uh, reporter, all-around sweet person content creator. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us your name. Tell us what you're, what you're doing. Hey, uh, I'm Susie Hunter. Um, I create content. I am a reporter. I'm a writer. Um, and now I'm a podcast guest. <laughs> Yes. Well, it's not your first time, right? You've uh, been pretty popular. You've been on multiple podcasts. I saw you were on one uh, yesterday or today, right? Yeah, that's true. I did a podcast with uh, Josh Sushan. So I did like a little podcast tour. I did a ton over the summer Mm. um, for various reasons, but um, it's cool to get back into it. I love chatting with cool people like you. Yeah. So I saw some of your, your content. Uh, I started following you and, um, you do a lot of cool work with brands. You, uh, do obviously content creation. You're involved with American airlines. You're on the field at the Eagles game. So tell us kind of how you got involved with these brands. And, um, obviously I know you were a reporter as well, but did that kind of, was that kind of the catalyst that, that got you involved with these brands and like, how, how did that all start? Yeah, so um, I mean, it was kind. It's kind of just happened gradually over time, um, and I think when brands see a person who has like a, a decent following and like kind of fits into the niche that they're trying to target, um, they'll find you. So mm-hmm. I've been really fortunate that some really cool brands have reached out to me and wanted to work with me, um, and it's been it's been really cool. So they'll reach out to you. So what does that look like when they'll say, "Hey"? we love your content. We want to know if you would want to cover or create content at certain kind of events. What are the expectations out of that? What do they say? Hey, we need X amount of videos. We need video footage. What what are the like simple expectations that some of these brands would, uh, would say? Yeah, yeah. So I'm also still like learning about this too. This is still pretty new to my life as well. But um, everyone does a little a little differently. But um, usually they'll reach out, ask if you're interested, and then they'll send over some more information. Eventually, you get a contract with like the things you absolutely need to hit. Uh, they'll have you know the things you need to have in your post, like the specific hashtags or anything else that they're looking for. Um, and then they'll have other things like optional, like oh, if you want to add this in there, you can do that too. So um, it's been super cool for the most part. You know, I've um, had so much creative control over what I'm able to do too. Um, and it's just, it's brought me to some really fun situations. Like uh, pretty recently I worked with American Airlines and they sent me to the Eagles game, which happened to be on my birthday after it got moved. So. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Last day of Sag season, you know. <laughs> how, how old are you? You're young enough where I can ask you without you being insulted. I'm 33 now. Oh, okay. Perfect. So you look uh, like you got a lot of baseball stuff behind you. you got a Rockies pillow. You have a Blue Jays pillow on that side and you have some more stuff back there. So, so where does your, and I know you're from Philly and we already talked about that. We know you're from Philly. Um, So where's your allegiance lie with baseball? Because obviously you have a passion for baseball. So where, where are your teams lying with all that stuff? There's a lot of teams behind you. 
So I was born and raised a Phillies fan. I'm from Philadelphia, the most intense sports town on the face of this earth. Um, so of course I'm a huge Phillies fan, but um, I lived in Connecticut for a long time and I was a reporter there. Um, so I became a huge Yard Goats fan and the Hartford Yard Goats are the double A team for the Rockies. So I've become a really big Rockies fan too, for better mm -hmm. or for worse. Um, so yeah, the, those, are my, those are my two baseball teams um, and they both kind of let me down a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fun uh, minor league team, the Yard Goats. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of cool names, Trash Pandas. Um, oh, geez. Um, yeah, a lot of cool just different names for uh, for those minor league teams. Um, so what I wanted to say is obviously you have a passion for baseball. I want to know about your big endeavor last summer. So it's coming out of... Uh, COVID it's 2021 baseball season looks a, you know, a little unsure of what was going to happen. You have a affinity for the boys and girls club, um, which obviously holds a dear place in your heart. So I want to know about that. I want to know why boys and girls club, how you raise all this money because you funded this trip by yourself and your goal was to see all, uh, MLB stadiums in one summer. And you have a lot of clips on your Instagram. I've seen, um, so kind of tell me about that, how this all started, where it went, all that. Yeah, so um, I started thinking about this uh, a couple of summers ago during the pandemic. I was like, wow, like I miss baseball so much. If it's back next year and if I'm able to go to games, like I really want that to be the year that I do the road trip that every baseball fan dreams of doing. And I um, you know, thought about it for a while. And I also knew while I was working as a TV reporter in Connecticut, reporting through the pandemic, I was like, I know I'm so burnt out right now. I know I need a break. So I knew I was going to take a step back from that. I was going to leave at the end of my contract and take that break. But I was sitting there like, gosh, I hope that it's possible to go to every ballpark in person this year, because this would be the perfect year for me to do the road trip. Um, and when I realized that, you know, once the vaccine started coming out and people started getting them and ballparks were, you know, announcing that they would be open, I was like, okay, like I can do this. Like I can actually go to all the parks. So I sat down and I mapped it out for like it took six or seven hours to like map out <laughs> the whole summer, just to make sure that I could actually do it before yeah. this ended. Um, and it's like, okay, like I have to go for it. I'd be crazy not to, but I also wanted to make sure that there was a charitable component to it. Um, and I've worked with the boys and girls clubs in the past and I just, I love what they do. I love that they're champions for youth sports. They do so much with MLB. So I just thought it was a perfect fit. Um, so I, spent the summer raising money for them. Um, originally my goal, um, while I was traveling the country, I also wanted to visit, uh, boys and girls clubs, you know, across the country in the cities mm -hmm. that I was visiting. Um, and I got to do that in Denver. Uh, but after that, the, uh, you know, all the different variants of COVID started happening and that ended up not really being possible to do. So that was mm -hmm. a little bit of a bummer, but, um, I still kept fundraising, um, and still kept traveling and it was just, it was the summer of a lifetime. This is a super unique summer to do something like this. So I want to know your top moments, uh, from that trip. I want to know some of the most memorable things and then maybe something you learned along the way, because I think if you take a road trip and you are, you know, spending all summer working on something, raising money, um, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a great accomplishment. So I just want to know like what you learned maybe through that, uh, through that summer. And then obviously maybe one or two most memorable moments, um, that you had. 
Yeah, um, I had an absolutely unforgettable day pretty early in my road trip. Um, it was when I was in New York. Um, the Mets and the Yankees were both in town at the same time. So I was like, well, this is perfect timing. Um, and funny enough, the Rockies were in town playing the Mets too. So I got to see one of my teams. Very cool. Um, but it rained one of those days. So the next day, both teams had double headers. So the Mets had an earlier double header. The Yankees had a later one. So it was possible to go to four baseball games in one day. And I'm like, this will never happen to me again. Like this yeah. is so rare to ever happen. Or anybody, honestly. I mean, the just the sheer, you know, mechanics of it or the the timing, that's just so very rare. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like an absolutely wild day. Um, and it was, it was really nice out too. Like it was late May. So I think a lot of people made themselves available to go to all those games. So by the end of it, like there were people like at the Yankee game with like Mets jerseys, Rockies jerseys, <laughs> yeah. pretty trashed acting up. And I was like, yeah, like we're all doing the same thing right now. This is yeah. like really special. And it was a really exciting afternoon of games too. Oh, of course. And then what was something maybe, yeah, like you like learned along the way? Cause I mean, did you do this with anybody else or were you by yourself? I drove this solo, uh, but the cool thing about especially working in media you have friends who move a lot and move all over the country so I had places to go and people to see in a lot of the cities that I went to so I did all the driving by myself but um I did um have some friends along the way for sure oh okay great and then I also saw because I am a huge nacho fan so I saw on your page, you have a dedicated uh, page where you rank nachos. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. So my best friend, Amanda, and I started doing this about four or five years ago, where we would go to minor league stadiums and eventually major league stadiums, and we would make videos about the food, but we would always, you know, really talk about the nachos the most. <laughs> um, and it is our passion project. We have had so much fun doing it. Um And we wanted to genuinely do it this year too. Like we reached out to a bunch of teams, just be like, Hey, like we have this video series. Can we come in and make some videos? And we just got crickets. We got ghosted by everyone we reached out to, which usually doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's, you know, because of the pandemic and maybe it was like giving us that access or, you know, Another thing to keep in mind is that concession stands were not at 100% this year because the priority was serving food safely. Um, And also, you know, you don't need to have the crazy food items that are going to bring new different fans in because we didn't have baseball last year. People are coming back no matter what, you know? So um, this wasn't like the peak year for food like we'd seen in the past. But um, yeah, we want to do it again next year. We really wanted to make some videos this year too. So I hope it works out next year. Are there any specific nachos or ballpark foods that stand out to you? Ooh, good question. So my favorite nachos out of any ballpark are the monster nachos at Coors Field, specifically in section 110. Um, (laughs) So the way Coors Field does their nachos, though, like you could get the, you know, that bright orange queso if you wanted to, Mm -hmm. but they have green chili queso that is just like, oh, wow, chef's kiss. Yeah. Oh, so good. And also they stack the chips kind of um, vertically. So when they pour all the toppings on every chip has a little bit of something evenly distributed, right? So it's not all sitting on top. So distribution is key uh, and the portion's really good and they're like $8. So mm-hmm. it's honestly best price for what you're getting 
best flavor. It's unique to that region. Um, so those are my favorite nachos of all time. Uh, but I definitely saw some unique ones. Um, actually, in Arizona, the Diamondbacks, um, I had it. I did not see this at any other park, but usually at, you know, ballparks, you get the melted queso because nacho stands don't have ovens, but mm -hmm. there's a nacho stand actually, well, there's two of them, um, at, um, Chase, but, um, they put it through like an oven, like a Quizno style oven where they like put it all on a tray and they put real cheese on it and they roll it through an oven and like actually melt it for yeah. you. I was like, okay, yeah, I've never seen these before like i traveled to so many ballparks and this is the first time i'm seeing this maybe because arizona has a hispanic or latin um like a flair to it because um there's a big concentration there so maybe there's a reason why they are take their nachos very seriously they gotta step it up yeah, yeah. I, get now, that. I totally get that see like i always got nachos in a helmet is that just like a like a cubs thing or have you seen that around at other ballparks too because when i think when i get nachos i'm like a, a helmet of nachos you get the helmet clean it out and then you wear it on your head yeah yeah no every ballpark has helmets i promise okay um, okay helmets aren't my favorite way to eat nachos though because you get so much on the top yep. and then like, you end up with like just like half a helmet of naked chips so it's like they're not layered right you're not going to get like, you know, the good distribution, but it's like a great souvenir to have too. So I also love a helmet. So I have a few helmets for my trip for sure. Very nice. So it is a new year. I'm not too big on new year's resolutions. Cause I'm always like, if you want to make a change or you want to do something, just do it now, do it today, do it tomorrow. Um, but as it is being a new year, what are some of your goals for this year? You've obviously done a lot already. Uh, you have, you know, you're doing very well. So I just want to know what would be um, some goals that you have for this year, things you're looking forward to, um, things you want to accomplish kind of along those lines. Yeah. Um, well, since last year was definitely so crazy and I traveled so much and like really lived out of my car, like, and only had like a few bins of stuff with me. Um, I'm just looking forward to having a little peace and yeah. being settled and like living in one place and like having a whole closet instead of just like living out of my car. Um, so just looking forward to like, yeah, getting back into a routine. Um, and yeah, that's the big one for sure. And then I'm also, I'm working on a book. I want to write about this awesome summer that I just had because this really was such a unique season to do something like this. So yeah. that's the, that's the main goal right now. So how far are you long in the book? Um, pretty early. I mean, I've outlined it and I've started writing some chapters. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been tough to get into it because I'm like, okay, like I just lived this. It's so fresh. Like I'm still like processing like this whole summer. Mm -hmm. um, and then the holidays hit you hard. So now that it's like, okay, first real week of the new year, I can like finally sit down and just really get into it. Right. And then you do traveling too, because you're, you're up and back. Sometimes you're here in Philly and then you get back out to Denver. Right. So yeah, it's probably the first time in a little bit, you've actually been settled and trying to get used to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a little bit like a feral cat. I'm just like, okay, I've been crazy <laughs> for the past yeah. year. And now it's like, I can breathe. I can relax. Yeah. <laughs> but well, there's, I know a lot of people that wish they were feral cats like you. So that's a great thing. Um, so let everybody know where they can follow you and uh, see your content and everything like that. So um, all the listeners can kind of, yeah, go ahead and follow you. 
Yeah, so I'm at the Susie Hunter across all platforms. My brand is very consistent. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, but I'm also going to start uh, posting the vlogs that I shot during my road trip. One of the things that I was kind of disappointed in, but also had to be like a little understanding with myself. I thought I was going to have more time to like edit videos along the way while I was driving. But because I was doing all this driving by myself, like yeah. at that time, I was exhausted. I was either like driving or sleeping or like, at a game mm -hmm. so um now that I, and i shot so much content too i have like so much cool stuff so it's like okay i need to like actually sit down and edit the vlog so if you find me on youtube um you can see those there too because i'm going to start pushing those out that's i think even better almost because you almost want to experience it as it's going along and being present in the moment as opposed to just knocking everything you know kind of uh, absorbing your surroundings, things like that. And now you can go back and revisit that a few months later. Oh, I forgot about that. That's so cool. And actually spend time on it, editing it the way that you want to. So I like that. Yeah. I mean, but also like you understand this as a content creator, but there's like that, like urge inside of you. It's like, Oh no, this is happening now. I need to get it out right now. Cause it's, it's relevant right now. Right. But at the same time, it's like, Oh, maybe I do want to actually live in the moment and appreciate what I'm experiencing rather than like, let me, push some content out. So it's like such a tricky balance that I think you can probably understand. But um, I, uh, yeah, I think I will appreciate, yeah, actually giving myself the time to live these moments. And now I get to, I'll get to revisit them. Yeah. Well, Susie, thank you so much for uh, hopping on with me today and being my first guest in the new year. I stole that line from you. I saw that on your uh, Instagram that you stole from Taylor Swift. Oh, you're a big Swifty, aren't you? I am I'm a recent Swifty. Um, oh, okay. We released the Red Album. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. So actually, it's really funny. I've been personally apologizing to all of the Swifties in my life. because I'm like, I'm really sorry that I, I doubted her and like yeah. totally this. Like literally personally apologizing to friends, former bosses. Like it's, it's been a process. But so yeah, really it's been this now. new album. Was it this new album that kind of hooked you or what? Yeah. yeah, so I saw so many people talking about it and what it like a an emotional roller coaster it was. So I was like, I gotta know what everyone's talking about. That's just like, damn, this girl is a storyteller, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, again, thank you for joining us, guys. Susie Hunter. Make sure you follow her on all platforms, and we will see you very soon. Thank you again, Susie. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you guys later.